Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Today I want to talk about one of the big reasons behind the cover-up. Why authorities do not want to put themselves in a position where uh, they have to basically answer questions all the time about something in which they will not have the answers for. Uh, that's basically one of the reasons. Uh, basically, the biggest reason, I think, is the panic it would cause, okay? You have that. that my, my, the four, I used to think, as people who watch my podcast, I used to think early on when I started doing this, the big, that the biggest reason would be because of the uh, technological possibilities uh, that could be uh, t- gotten from uh, recovered spacecraft, recovered flying saucers. You, you know, the idea that uh, no government in the world who recovers a flying saucer, uh, say, for instance, uh, the United States recovers a flying saucer, an alien flying machine, uh, they don't want to tell anybody else about it because they want to try to reverse engineer it. That used to be my biggest reason. Uh, because of the military uh, implications uh, that would be potential with something like that. Now, I do, I do think that could be still one of the reasons, but the number one reason is because of the panic that this thing would ensue. That would ensue because of releasing this information. That's what's going on here. That's why you're getting this, finally, you're getting a slow release of, of, kind of information. I mean, basically, the government, uh, the United States government, for instance, has come forward. They're saying that there are objects out there and we have no explanation for it. Now they're just now they're just letting that sink in for a while. That's what it seems like to me. Uh, I, I I think there's there's there has to be some sort of uh, feeling of responsibility somewhere among some of these people who are sitting on this secret that realize we just can't sit on this forever. We're going to have to come forth with this at some point. I mean, they've obviously been sitting on this for seventy five years. But see, one of the problems that they face, uh, I mean. You know, it's not the, the question. There's going to be a lot of questions that are going to be asked. A, a lot of people are going to start wondering so about cattle mutilations, about alien abductions, all of that stuff. And that's and there's going to be there's going to be somewhat of a a feeling of unease amongst the populations of the world when this information, if the, if it was ever to be released by any any government, any major government of the world. But one of the things, one of the problems that they don't want to have to deal with, and they're going to have to deal with it, unfortunately, should this information, should it become known to the whole world, should the reality finally be made known to the whole world that there's an extraterrestrial presence here, the authorities of the world, you know, the Pentagon, uh, the Ministry of Defense in England, all over the all over the world, there's going to be people questioning, wondering okay, what are you doing about this? And they're not going to have a lot of answers. And that's one of the things that they're, that they're very concerned about. Could you imagine? I mean, just think about this. Uh, you know, just a, a regular police department anywhere, they're dealing with, the, there's a serial killer on the loose and, and they're, they're constantly having to meet with the press, stand at a podium. They don't have any answers. We're trying our best to get to the bottom of it. Maybe eventually they find it. And it's, oh, thank God, we don't got to deal with the press anymore, right? 
but this isn't like that. There's not going to be any uh, finding the serial killer eventually, right? There's not going to, you know, you're, you're just, it's, there's not going to have, there's no going to be no answers, right? There's, there's, there's still going to be a lot of uh, hanging questions out there. And, and, you know, the, con the press would be constantly asking questions. And it would, it's going to, you know, that's why authorities don't want to release this, uh, this information to the public. This is one of the reasons. I mean, you look back in, in history, you know, just uh, in, uh, in 1888, between uh, August and November of 1888, Jack the Ripper was running rampant in the Whitechapel section of, of London. You know, he, he, he killed, uh, that we know of, at least five women during that time. And there's some, some people say there might have been some other women after that point. But during that time, there were five women who were killed. You know, uh, the Whitechapel uh, division of the police there in England at the time, they couldn't, you know, they didn't have any answers. And then finally, Scotland Yard had to send in some, some inspector to try to figure it out. And they, they couldn't come up. They, know, they didn't come up with any answers ever. Now, the murders eventually stopped, we think, right? But uh, at that time, for those few months, I mean, the the the, the authorities in, in 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 that section of London were you know constantly having the answer to the press. I mean, there's these gruesome, horrible murders happening, right? And nobody has any answers. There's no leads, right? And in fact, some people were so upset they actually uh, there was a, a group of vigilantes formed, the Whitechapel Vigil Vigilante Committee. They didn't like what the they didn't like how the police were handling it, so they figured they're going to try to figure who out figure out who this person is themselves. And that's how it is. I mean, in, in, you know, when, when authorities don't want to be put in this position, could you imagine you come forward and you say, yes, uh, these objects, they're obviously extraterrestrial. I mean, because they are. They obviously are extraterrestrial, but they can't. They don't want to say that because then they're going to have to answer questions. Well, well what, do you, what, what do you mean? Because you're going to have, well, what's next? I mean, what's going to happen next? What does that mean, extraterrestrial? What are they doing? Are they responsible for all these cattle mutilations? So those people who said they were abducted by aliens, they're telling the truth? You mean there might be a hybridization program? I mean, the, 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 the volume of, of concern uh, in the questions will be just ever rising, right? Ever rising. Uh, you mean there might be some walking among us that look like human beings? And what are you doing about this? You know, people are going to go nuts, right? So that, they don't want to deal with that. It's understandable. It's understandable. How do you deal with something like that? You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, you know, believe that it's actually possible at this point that some of these, that there might be portions of our government that have been infiltrated by these beings, right? And these beings, some of these, uh, what they call them, hybrids, it's, their, uh, it's a, a version of a hybrid, basically, that looks just like anybody, right, could infiltrate certain sections of our government and could actually be controlling some of our government officials in the, in the highest levels. And for instance, in the Majestic 12 type group to try to keep this thing a secret because whatever the aliens are doing here, they don't want anyone to know about it either. So basically, this is what's going on. This is the, the dilemma that authorities have. I mean, you, you, I mean, you wouldn't have any answers. You, they would be constantly being bombarded with questions and they would, the answers would most certainly be unsatisfactory to the reporters and the, and, and the public. So could you imagine what it would be like, what it's going to be like, should this news ever finally, should the shoe, when it finally drops one way or the other, one, some, some way or somehow it's going to drop at some point, there will be something that happens where the whole world is going to wake up and realize all at once, oh, oh my God, it is happening, right? It is happening. Oh my God, it is true, right? And then they're going to, then it's, it's going to be, 
Not, it's not just the panic, right? It's going to be the, these, uh, these people in charge, these people who have been, uh, the small group of people, for instance, in the, say, a majestic 12-type group are finally going to have to come out of the darkness, right, and, and meet the people and try to explain what they know. And whatever they know, it's probably not enough. I don't think it will ever be enough. How could it be? How could we? How could you ever have enough information on on a on on a group of extraterrestrial beings that? And you don't even know how many's coming here, right? It seems it seems that there could be a, a a myriad of different species that are here. It seems like the prevalent one, the one that's really up to no good, are these uh, greys and mantis group right and it looks like there might be a few a few uh reptilians thrown in that same group too it looks like they're up to some sort of a hybridization program basically trying to absorb mankind now how if you're if you're an authority and, and you know this and you see that you know this is happening and you know there's nothing you can do about it and then you go tell the public about it well there's people are going to be demanding answers demanding solutions to get rid of them and you're not going to have any you're not going to have any. I'm certain, right, that they know places in this world where they might be hiding out, or maybe they actually know the exact places they're hiding out, right, doing their business, their, their bases of operation, right, that are probably scattered in different places on this planet, maybe somewhere out in space, maybe around space, maybe on the dark side of the moon. I'm, sur- I'm sure that some of our uh, authorities in high places know about all of this, and they have no... They're not interested at all in going public with this because what good is it going to do for them? Nothing. Because they're going to be bombarded with questions. They're not going to have any answers. People are going to be scared out of their minds. And you could understand it in a way. You could understand why there's a cover-up. right? When you really think about this, I understand. I understand why this is being covered up. Because it would put, the, it would put uh, officials in our Pentagon and officials in other uh, defense departments and other countries across the world at a very, in a very bad place. I mean, you could understand it. I do understand it. I do understand it. At the same time, right, you can't cover this up. You got to let the world know. I, I understand, right, there's other people out here who do know, right, without, ha- without having disclosure, right? There's, a, there's people out here who do know, right? You got to come out with this. You got to do it. It's it's imperative that you come out with this. It's not going to do anybody any good just sitting on this and letting whatever's happening just happen. We would have a better chance if everybody knows by doing nothing like this, right? By by just, avo- you know, yeah, you're doing yourself a favor by avoiding the, 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 the nonstop questions from the press and the public. You're, you're doing yourself that favor, right? But you're not doing humankind a favor because if you don't, if, if we don't talk about this in the open as a human race, then we're screwed. We're totally screwed. We're not, it's this thing going to work. I mean, sitting on this for 75 years now, at least, Right, sitting on this for that long, it's just not gonna. This isn't. This is not good for us. The scientific community needs to be alerted to this whole situation. Everyone needs to be talking about. It. We need to figure out, right? If there are, if they are among us, how do we figure out who they are? There's things we need to all be talking about. Do we just want to sit back and let it happen? I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. You know, I don't. I don't like the idea of the human race changing. Right. I just don't. And I don't I think a lot of people would feel the same way. But by doing nothing, it's almost like saying, well, there's nothing we could do, so I guess we just gotta let this happen. Whatever they're doing, we're just gonna let them get away with it. 
and we're not going to try to fight it no use in telling the people it's almost like there's a, a like if there's some say, say there's a, a giant asteroid heading toward earth right now and the science all the scientists know about it and you're not going to tell anybody because uh you're going to try to stop it maybe you're going to send out some nuclear weapons that's from some undisclosed location to try to maybe uh you know blow them up in space or something change its course or who knows some kind of crazy idea to try to stop it but you're not going to tell anybody you're just going to uh, we'll try if it doesn't work well we're all screwed anyway so what's the use in telling the public that's basically what's happening with this situation you're just uh there's nothing we could do so we might as well not tell them just just let them enjoy their lives for the, whatever's left of them that's what you're doing basically giving up on the human race and letting these invaders you know run uh rampant right run roughshod you know over humankind and just basically take over because basically that's what it seems like is happening by you by keeping this quiet it's for this long it's obvious that th these things are up to no good at least some of them right at least some of them and some of us out there realize this now but it's better to come out with this it's much much better to come out with this and let the public know let the world know you know let's stop this charade right let's stop this charade and hey to the media out there the, the mainstream media it's time to start asking questions right you, you you know they 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 gave you a little hint there when they said hey we don't know what these objects are in these videos they gave you a little hint there but you're not you're not you're not pushing you're not asking any more questions you know it's not russia it's not china all right anyway we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, we are back. I want to talk about synchronicities. Uh, something happened to me just this past weekend uh, that's, it, it was a coincidence beyond coincidences. And, and these kind of things apparently happen, you know, uh, my, my, in my case, it was, a, it was just a, a minor uh, coincidence, I would say. I mean, in, in my mind, it was pretty big for me personally. It was just, wow, that was weird. Right. However, there are some synchronicities that have happened through uh, coincidences, a weird synchronicity that has happened, uh, you know, throughout time that are just, wow, that's a head scratcher. I can't believe that happened. Um, and we'll get into that. But I want to give you what happened to me over this past weekend. It was Friday night and I was laying in bed and uh, I have this uh, Blu-ray collection. I have a Blu-ray collection of an old TV show from the 70s called Coal Shack, the Night Stalker. Now, some of you, most of you probably here who listen to this probably don't even know what I'm talking about. Some of you, I'm sure you do know what I'm talking about. But anyway, this old TV show was about some newspaper reporter that uh, he, he invest, everything he investigates has some sort of supernatural bend to it, some supernatural angle to it. And uh, anyhow, I was watching, I put in the fourth disc and there was five episodes on that disc. And I, I was laying in bed and I watched the first episode and the first episode was about some 
a woman that was draining the lives out of young people so she could stay young. You know, one of those kind of stories, okay? And I watched that whole first. I paid attention to it. Then the second episode was starting up. I think it was the second or the third episode, and I just wasn't paying attention anymore. And I I was just on my phone, and I was on Google, and I was doing some searches on different things. And, uh, you know, how you go down a Google rabbit hole, basically, and you just one thing leads to another, leads to another. You don't even know where you're going to end up half the time. So I'm doing this Google search on the phone, and... uh, and I, I end up uh, looking up this. Uh, it led me to some actor who died back in 1973 named Wally Cox. He was a he was a guy who did the. If you if you ever saw the old cartoon Underdog from the 60s, he did the voice of Underdog. Uh, and so I'm reading about that, and then uh, uh, and then I went and then I, I was I, I remembered that cartoon Underdog. I was like, yeah, you know, I wonder about that. Uh, uh, Simon Bar Sinister. This guy was the main villain and underdog named Simon Bar Sinister. This crazy, sinister guy that was trying to take over the world all the time, and you know, and so I'm, I, I wanted to find out where his name come, name came from. And uh, actually, I also beside before I get on to that, the guy Wally Cox actually he played in one of the pilot movies. There was two pilot movies made for this show I was watching, The Night Stalker. I found out that he actually played in the second pilot, and it was his last time he was ever in anything because he died right after it came out. But anyway, getting on with the rest of the story. So I'm reading up this guy. I'm like, why, why, why was his name Simon Bar Sinister? There must have been some joke behind that. Because, but I didn't get it. I didn't get the joke. Right, so I wanted to find out what a bar sinister was. What did that mean? And basically, it was a a a, 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 a version of of the phrase bend sinister a bend sinister i never heard of that until that night is actually like if you look at an old uh image of a coat of arms on a on like a shield like a like a a family in the olden days they would have a coat of arms and you know it would be like a lion or something on it and uh you know it'd be like a basically a logo for your family but if a coat of arms had a bar going through it or what they would call a bend that would mean that that would signify that that person uh, that person's uh, uh, bend it would, uh, would be called a bend sinister. That signifies that that person was a bastard, right? So that's basically Simon Bar sinister, meaning he said the guy was, uh, you know, basically a bastard. That's what the joke was, I guess, in the cartoon. But at the moment, and I'm on the phone re- reading about this bend sinister, right? Right when I had started reading about this on the TV show, which I had left playing in the background, it happened to be about an episode about uh, 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 an empty uh, sh- uh, suit of armor coming to life and killing people, right? And Cole Shack's investigating this, and he actually happens to go into some store where they're selling. Uh, uh, coats of armor symbols you know and he's and he asked the, the, the proprietor about this and the, and the proprietor tells oh that's a ben sinister at the same exact time when i'm reading about this and it had nothing to do with i mean what's the chances of that it just seems like a really crazy coincidence to me like i never heard of a ben sinister before here i'm reading about it for the first time and then it's unfolding on the tv show that i have that i have i'm watching at the same time i mean that was just a strange coincidence to me you know, and I think that's all it could have been. It was just a coincidence, or you know, it. But sometimes things like this happen, and it seems like it could be more of a coincidence. Almost like there's some sort of cosmic trickster involved. And uh, there was diff- different cases over the years. You could read about a lot of them online, and I want to talk about a couple of them here. For instance, one of the one of the more famous ones happened in 1900, uh, in, uh, involving King Umberto the First of Italy. 
Um, he went to a restaurant outside of Milan on July 28th, 1900, right? The restaurant owner went to greet him and they both realized that, wow, we look like twins. They were like dead ringers for each other, right? They couldn't, they couldn't believe it. Uh, they also found out uh, that they were both born on the same day, March 14th, 1844, in the same town, right? And they also found out that they both married a woman named, women named Margarita on the same day and they both had sons who were both named Vittorio, Right? It was an unbelievable set of coincidences that were unfolding here in this restaurant on July 28th, 1900, between this restaurant owner and this King Umberto. Uh, they, also, they also found out on this day, uh, when they're, they're talking, they're both in amazement, they're talking about this, they both were decorated for bravery twice, right? Uh, in 1866 and in 1870, both on the same days, and they both attended the same, and they were both uh, awarded these uh, uh, decorated for bravery at the same events. They didn't know it, but they were at the same events, at the same ceremonies, right? Uh, and the day that the king was coronated was happened to be the same day that this restaurant owner opened up his restaurant. The, the, it was just an incredible set of circumstances that was unfolding here. Uh, so the, the king, you know, was all excited and he asked this guy, this restaurant owner, uh, to attend this athletic event the next day on the 29th of uh, J July 29th, 1900. And the, and the guy, yeah, I'll, I'll be there, right? No problem, right? So on that next day, uh, the king was found out, he was in a horse drawn, in a carriage at the time, and he, and he asked one of his aides, you know, where's the restaurant? owner he's supposed to be here and and, and his aide told him that you're not going to believe this but he, he he got killed this morning in a shooting accident right so the next minute right after he found this an assassin sticks a a, a gun inside the at that points it right at umberto and kills him shoots him all right so, so they both ended up getting killed the next day shot it's it's unbelievable you know and how does something like that happen you know, this this world is just a weird place, let me tell you. Anyway, there was another thing that happened, and this is a different kind of, but it's still, again, it's another weird coincidence, another weird sync, uh, uh, something, how how this thing got synchronized like this, how, the, how this uh, possible cosmic trickster uh, decides to synchronize things like this. Who knows uh, if there is a cosmic trickster? I'm just, you know, I'm just wondering. But anyway, Edgar Allan Poe, in 1838, he wrote a story called The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket. And it was about three survivors survivors of a shipwreck uh who murder another a fourth one and then to survive and they eat him to survive right and the guy that they murdered his name was richard parker then in 1884 there were three sailors who ended up uh who were shipwrecked right and they got charged with murdering a fourth sailor because and, and they ate him right they killed him and ate him and the sailor's name richard parker uh how does it happen? There's some things in life somehow. I don't know how this, there's these weird synchronicities that happen sometimes in life and there's no explanation for it. Uh, I think, you know, what happened to me on that Friday night, uh, watching that show and at the same time reading that stuff on, I mean, I, I again, I'm, in my, I'm, I'm 50, I'm going to be 54 years old soon. Um, and I never in my life heard, uh, the, the, the phrase, uh, Ben Sinister. I, I didn't know what, what it meant. 
I've always, every now and then when I was a kid, I would see that Simon Barstiner Sinister and I would wonder, I wonder where he got his name from. So I ended up that night finally trying to look up what that guy's name was. And at the same time, as I'm learning that, what, what Ben Sinister means, they're on the show to talk. The guy says, that's a Ben Sinister. Right when I'm reading it, honest to God. It's just, and these kind of synchronicity things happen sometimes in life and it's there's no explanation for it. But it makes you wonder, you know, is there something else out there? I know this, obviously, I don't think this has anything to do with extraterrestrials. I know, of course, I talk about that all the time. I don't know what it, I don't know what it has to do with. I'm just talking about it because I don't understand it. Uh, are they just coincidences? Now, the one with King Umberto, just just so many different aspects to it that just are incredible. It just seems more than a coincidence, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. There's just some things in life that are just unexplainable. Somehow... Things are connected, uh, and they don't make sense. I mean, I, I remember when I, actually, when I lived in Hawaii, uh, I was there for a little over two years. I lived on the big island. It seemed to me there was, you know, every now and then you have uh, deja vu kind of stuff going on, and uh things like i had all kinds of weird things like that going on when i was in hawaii more so than anywhere else in the world i don't know what the reasoning was but it just seemed like that and there was also a lot of coincidences that would happen like i would think about something and then i i get a phone call from my brother who's thousands and thousands of miles away in pennsylvania calling me up and 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 telling me about the thing that i'm just thinking about for some reason uh, these things happen. They don't make any sense. I don't know if there's anything, any kind of force behind it, or maybe there's something that we're all connected somehow. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there is no answer, but it does seem like uh, there could be some force at work. Some people say it could be some cosmic trickster out there. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but I just thought I'd mention it because it was a weird thing that happened to me and, and it made me think about some of these other stories that I've heard throughout the years where they're just these strange coincidences that don't make any sense at all. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I want to bring up here to uh, my podcast listeners that uh, over the weekend, I, uh, I published a, a, a little short video about a little less than four minutes long. Uh, and uh, I'll leave the link. I'm going to leave the link in in the in the description for you. Um, uh, it was an amazing flying saucer UFO that uh, was captured on video uh, just this past month uh, on September 14th by a woman in Brazil, uh, and it's just amazing uh, UFO uh, fly an image of a flying saucer just floating there above some trees uh, during a rainstorm. It's it's amazing video. I. I uh, I saw. I found it on Saturday. I was uh, scouring the internet uh, looking for uh, all uh, news kind of material, and I came across this, and I thought it was very important. I thought this was looked pretty good to me, and uh, I just want you guys to. I'll again. I'll leave the link there for you guys to check it out. Uh, I think it was a a, a very interesting uh, capture. Uh, I mean, we, uh, we don't. A lot of times, you, you you just get you can look at something, you know, if it's fake or real. This thing is real. This thing was real. And uh, it's a flying saucer, uh, and it's unbelievable. So, um, again, check out the link on uh, that I provide there. And uh, uh, anyway, till next time.